The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> What's up, guys? You are listening to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, joined by my fellow host, Kat Valor, and my valentine, Rob Humphrey. Oh, you guys made up? How you doing, kiddo? What's <laughs> going on, bro? Stabbing boo-boo. Ooh, bae. Yeah, Kat, uh, yeah, Rob, I think, uh, firm, or, I mean, we're, we're after Valentine's Day now, mm. but, you know, it, I believe we ended the day on me and you were Valentine's, right? I Rob? think so. I think so. Aw. I think that's where it was. I don't remember exactly how we got there, but it did end there. Yeah, I think so. That's so nice. I woke up Valentine's Day and you guys were fighting. Yeah, it, yeah. so the day it started rocky. A little after midnight, Cat Rob joined a Discord call, and he was grumpy. By the way, as we we discussed, but uh, for everybody listening, um, I asked Rob. Rob said Happy Valentine's Day to everybody, and I asked him to be my Valentine. He said. Well, it wasn't even really that sweet. I think you said something like, well, I don't think we have much of a choice at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds right. Yeah, and then he asked me if I would buy him those stupid little heart things, and I told him no, and he said, all right, it's off. So then it was ruined. Mm -hmm. I like conversation hearts. I don't like them, and I wasn't going to buy them, so you you canceled me as your Valentine, Mm -hmm. and then I I won you back later in the day. I don't remember exactly how you did that, but you did somehow. I made you a Valentine. Oh, that's right. You did. It's very sweet. Very sweet Valentine's Day, yeah. Uh, Very very sweet Valentine. I think they did, yeah. Yeah. It was adorable. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You sure did. You were a shitty Valentine, dude. sad time because there's no conversation hearts left at the store now, but Thank God the Cadbury cream egg is out there. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, that that that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I got with you on that. Big fan of that. Uh, <laughs> all that aside, uh, we have a cool show to get into. We are going to get to drink roll call shortly, which I cannot wait for. Uh, it's, uh, to... Let me tell you this. Drink roll call is going to have a huge impact on this show this week. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just get that out front. Yeah. All right, uh, we got to get to that. Uh, we're going to do horror news, catch you guys up on everything, all the goings on within the genre. And this is a big fucking week. Anyone who follows the show, you know the paranormal activity fucking debacle that this show has. And we're, we're starting the first chapter of it tonight. 
Yeah. And Wait, hopefully what? they'll last. <laughs> Are there more chapters? Well, we're gonna have to get to the other movies eventually. They, okay. I not I I told them I did not want to hear a word of what they had to say. Everybody knows I love Paranormal Activity. Rob fucking hates it. Cat just refuses to acknowledge its existence as a movie <laughs> as movies. And uh, she said she would give it a fair try. And here we are. I did because I went in open minded to the the thing that started this. My open mindedness about paranormal activity is I saw Skin and in theaters, and it broke me as a person. Uh, <laughs> this is it's like my first time going into one of those really polarizing films with like a very lukewarm take. I did not feel strongly about Skin and one way or the other, although. I do really like reading the bad reviews of Skin and I think they're hilarious. But I didn't hate the movie. And it, it got me thinking about Paranormal Activity because a lot of the complaints I had about Skin and were also complaints that I had had about Paranormal Activity, but I was more forgiving of them. So I, I actually, yeah, I was looking forward to revisiting this. Um, I have not said anything to Mikey about my thoughts no. on the revisit, but that is kind of what started it. Yeah. And we all know Rob's history with rewatches. I also yes. felt broken by watching Skin of Marine. <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> in, in a very different way. Um, I, however, am not like Cat. I'm not 17 years old. I, uh, <laughs> I have been through this, uh, this ringer a few times. I saw Blair Witch Project in theaters. I saw Paranormal Activity in theaters. I did not see Cinema Rink in theaters. I saw it at home, um, but it was still awful. So, like, I had seen a couple of them in theaters, but, like, usually I had a take that was, like, really, you know, when there's a polarizing thing, I usually come down on a side of it. Usually the unpopular side, but mm. I, this one I just, I, I can't bring myself to care that much about. <laughs> I always have a take on everything. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, all right. So, but before we get into all that, we got to go through drink roll call first. I'm excited. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Mine's not super exciting. I have more okay. zombie dust. Okay. Uh, I, I actually went looking for some of their other flavors, some of their other, uh, brews, but I did not find anything oh, else that looked that's better. Unfortunate. Uh, so I, I got more. <laughs> I also, though, next week's drink roll call is going to be interesting. Um, I, <laughs> my mom went back to the shady wine store and found more. Probably also expired candy. So oh, nice. we've got that to look forward to. Um, nice. So zombie dust is good. Yeah. But it is not the best of the three Floyd beers. I would like to try some of their other beers, but. So I'm sad you couldn't find Gumball Head. That was the one I was looking for. Yeah, that, that is really their best. Um, Mine is not exciting. Other than <laughs> to say that I've been drinking it for uh, a little over four hours now and I can't feel <laughs> my face. Um, I, uh, navigated South Carolina liquor laws and managed to get my hands <laughs> on a bottle of South, uh, Sailor Jerry. And so I'm drinking Sailor Jerry and diet. I've been drinking it for a while now and I might pass out before the show's over. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got my hands on Warhead's beer. Ooh, you found Ooh. it. Huh? I found it and I am so fucking happy. Uh, I, I don't know any other millennial babies. We were talking about that earlier. Warheads were the shit. I don't know who remembers Warheads and who doesn't. But damn it, man. It, they were like the coolest thing to do, like with your friends. You know, like you fucking sit around and try the Warheads, see who doesn't make a face, like all that shit. 
You guys ever do that with him? Oh, yeah. No. Now, you're no fun. You don't like I'm fun. I'm a grown-up. Well, I wasn't when Warheads were hitting, and they were the most sour things on the planet. And, um, yeah. Yeah, does I, the beer taste good? I I tried... The first one I tried was the green apple. I did not mm-hmm. like the green apple. And keep in mind, I had to order these online. I paid way more for this than I should. All right. Well, so I got because it's like, man, they accept shop pay, though, you know, so. Oh, um, well, to me. So I got the variety pack. I tried the green apple, did not like it, it was way too sour. Uh, last night, Rob, I tried the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't try that. <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. I had uh I had tried the watermelon. Our patrons get that. Only the patrons understand that joke. It, I'll just say it involves Rob, watermelon, and shit. We'll leave it there. <laughs> yep. I still have not tried watermelon since then. I don't blame you. <laughs> the watermelon one was good. And right now, though, I am drinking the uh, black cherry. Black cherry is the better one. Okay. Got all of them so far. I have like a blue yeah. one left. That's my problem with with trying something like that is like I'm just convinced it's not going to taste good because um, full disclosure, though, I don't care for Warheads as a candy. Oh, me um, either. They were torture, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. Warheads are not my favorite candy, but my favorite beer is actually a sour cherry. I know that a lot of people do like the sour beers. I've never been much of a fan of them. You wouldn't like these. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't like these, but they're fun. You know, like I. I would not drink anything like this if it didn't have a Warhead sticker on it, and this one does. Here right. we are. But you know yeah. what? If, if anyone out there, uh, you can Google it. I don't remember where I got these from. Uh, they're 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 worth it. They're worth the try. Nice. Leave that there. So yeah, I've got my hands on some Warhead beer, Rob. All right, good for you. Yeah, got the like Warhead beer. My childhood is adult now, and it's scary. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so do you want to get into the news, guys? Yeah, what kind of news do we have? Not a ton. I was going to say, I haven't seen much of this. Perfect. <laughs> it's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Light news week this week. Uh, we can start with the Outwaters is now out on VOD and streaming on Screenbox. Have you guys seen it yet? I have not. I didn't know that it was streaming on Streambox, but I'll probably I check it either. out pretty soon. Um, I actually knew that it was because I heard that it was the release date. I thought it was coming to Shutter. I was disappointed, uh, and I don't have Screenbox, so I was excited about it, but. No, I'll check it out soon. Uh, I did not know that it was out. This is the first I'm hearing of it, but um, I will check it out probably. All right. Maybe next week we'll have another. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. I probably won't remember to talk about it. Yeah, we probably won't. No. I was going to say, <laughs> it's a really good assumption that I won't remember anything about this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty drunk already. <laughs> I can't, I am can't feel your teeth drunk. That's where I'm at. So never heard of that drunk before. I know. <laughs> Two back-to-back things that I can't stand. Winnie the Pooh, Bud and Honey. Kicked ass. It uh, did well. This was a Fathom release, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, did domestically, I, I don't know what these were. I think opening, it says opening was like 670,000 about, I guess that was mm -hmm. opening night. Uh, totals here, I don't know when this was until, I'm assuming recently. Uh, 1.5 million domestic and 2.5 million worldwide. I saw it, uh, they only had one showing here on Wednesday night. Um, my son and I went and saw it and we both absolutely loved it. It is, um, it's stupid, but it is absolutely 100% better than it should be and than it has any right to be. I loved it. Um, I cannot wait until the sequel comes out. I think that's pretty much all we want from it, right? Is something yeah. that's stupid and fun. Yeah, it's really stupid. Um, but that's okay because that's what I was expecting it to be. And it's actually a much better movie than I thought it would be. It, it looks good. It doesn't look like it was made on the cheap or anything. The acting is not stellar, but passable. And um, the kills are fun and imaginative. Um, it's a, it's a, I really enjoyed it. It is a good movie. You done talking about it? I got nothing to add. Are you guys done? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I'll ever really be done. I'm looking forward to the sequel um, and also looking into how this cinematic universe is going to expand into Bambi and also Peter Pan. Why do you keep bringing up Peter Pan? I'm just throwing it out there that it's going to be part of the cinematic universe. I think the word that you're looking for there is intentionally. Maybe. <laughs> nice. Um, cocaine Bear. Yes. Awesome. Released three new clips. I did not see the new clips, but I did play the eight, I think it's eight bit or 16 bit video game they released. Stupid. Um, which is a ton of fun. Did you play that cat, the game? I didn't play that. It's sort of like a Pac-Man sort of thing where you're a cocaine bear and you run around gathering up, uh, you gobble up little pieces of cocaine and eat people. It's a lot of fun. You're a cocaine bear. That's just the best game pitch I've ever heard. As he said it, I could feel Cat's passion growing and it annoyed me. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. This movie's coming out soon. I cannot wait to see it. Well, they released three new clips and the t the title of the article on Bloody Disgusting is Cocaine Bears slash three new clips preview the cocaine driven horror comedy madness. Why is it cocaine driven? Well, okay. the cocaine well, I mean, is why. <laughs> but to advertise that is so incredible. Right. Wow. And and Mikey, let's not let's not skip over the fact that there was a Twitter poll that shows that more people are looking forward to Cocaine Bear than they are Scream Six at this point. You know, before we started this show, I randomly, for no reason, said, I love you, Rob. <laughs> and you then you do something like this, and I want to kick just saying, you in the balls. If they had been, if they had given cocaine to Ghostface, do you think more people would be interested in seeing Cocaine Ghostface than they are? If cocaine you saw bear? a cocaine-driven Scream sequel, <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk to either one of you the rest of the show. Cocaine also the thing that drove that uh, was driving uh, Stephen King's making of Maximum Overdrive, the greatest Stephen King movie of all time. So. Did you just say drive? Yes, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm very uh, just. So, here's the thing that I want the <laughs> listeners to know as we go forward into this show. Uh, I am very drunk. I have said this before that I'm drunk on the show. Understand that I am very <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Understand. 
Did Paranormal Activity and having to watch it have anything to do with this? No, I started drinking after Paranormal Activity. No correlation? Huh? Did, did it drive you to alcohol? No, I just was like, you know, uh, I'm going to start drinking now and, and get a... My, my thought was, I'll start drinking now, get a nice buzz before the show, and then maintain that. Unfortunately... <laughs> Um, I went, there's a line, you know, and I overstepped that line and then I just kept on stepping. So <laughs> the line is in the, in the rear view mirror. All right. Uh, way back there somewhere. <laughs> okay. You can't even see it anymore, huh? No, no. no Tomorrow's right. going to suck for me at work. Good for you. Uh, all right. The, the Crystal Lake tours, me and you probably get those texts all the time. Uh, I constantly get them and I constantly want to go and I never can. I know it's a thing there. There is a camp Crystal Lake out there, everybody. And you know, mm -hmm. they've preserved it. You and know, it is an act. Noby Scoby, I believe it's called something of that degree. Something like that. Yeah. Um, they've preserved it the best they could. I believe it's still functional as a camp. Uh, yes. They still use it as a boy scout camp. Yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, but, you know, they, they preserve certain things for Camp Crystal Lake tours. And uh, they look super fucking awesome. I will do them one day. I fucking am determined one day I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, but this time, they are they have tours all the time. Go check them out. Uh, but they they have the cast returning. Mm -hmm. And God, would I love to do this. Yeah, yeah I believe they're going to be screening the original film. Yeah, it's a whole event out there as well, and and they're gonna have the cast and stuff, and yeah, um, sounds like a great time. Unfortunately, it's just not in the cars for me right now. And not only that, it's from part it, a lot of there's a lot of part tours in there, and even part one. Um, I'm not gonna go through the whole list, but uh, Amy Steele's gonna be there. Uh, Adrian King is gonna be there, and former guest on the show Harry Manfredini is also gonna be there, which is fucking incredible. I love love that. Harry Manfredini. Awesome. God damn, I don't know what this one costs. No, I don't either, but I, I really do want to do this at some point, but I just um hasn't been in the cards for me lately. But uh yeah, it's something I'm looking forward to doing and uh I'm excited. And you know what, Greg, Amber, I'm gonna come see you when I do. Cause they live right there by it, I believe. Well, it's uh June twenty twenty three, I believe, is when they're doing it. Uh, one of them's two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, C Camp Crystal Lake reunion. Um, there's an early one, two hundred dollars. Then one hundred ninety, one hundred eighty, one hundred seventy. Uh, whoa! Mm -hmm. Overnight experience includes reunion for eight hundred dollars. Sold out. Bro, yeah. how cool would that be? That would be cool. But there's a lot of things I want to do in that area, though. I, like I would like to go do that but i also want to go to like the blairstown diner which was featured in the first movie and and so you could of that knock that stuff. out on the weekend oh yeah 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 stay it's over stay not... overnight there and then do that shit the next day and then go home yeah it's just not in the cards for me right now no me I got, I got other stuff going on and that's the thing too if i do do one of these it'd be great for me even though everybody knows for me to, to get to jersey would be mm -hmm. like I'm going to want to do the overnight thing. And well, I understand. You basically live in Jersey, don't you? I do not live in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I hate New Jersey. Um, yeah, no, it, it it's out there in Jersey. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know anything about where it is or anything else. Yeah. 
So it, the overnight thing would be the that that's the one I want to do, man. I mean, I know from where I'm at, I would have to do the overnight thing. Like I wouldn't have a choice. It's too far. Right. You're gonna do it. Do it right. Yeah. Uh, last thing I had to talk, Cat. Do you would that be something you would be interesting in making? Because that's a trip for you too. I missed a lot of that story because I was playing the cocaine bear game. It's <laughs> fun, isn't it, Cat? Yeah, I was just gonna open up the yeah. thing to see if I could. But to like make sure that I saved it for later, but it's yeah. I mean, you eat piles of, of cocaine and then you eat people. It's a fantastic game. It's great, <laughs> top tier game. Uh, I was wondering why you were experience. so quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> game of the year. It's game of the year material. I'm telling you. Obviously, game of the year material. Uh, yeah, I I'm kind of like you guys. I it would have to be an overnight trip for me, so I I would want to do it overnight. You do it big if you're going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, Slasher Radio Reunion, we all stay at Greg and Amber's place. We'd get kicked out. We had the argument already. We've had this. There's discussion. absolutely no doubt we would get kicked out. You guys so would So we get make sure out. we have I'm hotel reservations person. someplace at the time. I picture Greg and Rob, finally, the conversation Halloween will come up, and then that'll be it, and it'll be Greg screaming at us to get out of the house and amber like packing us fucking sandwiches or something to take you know, like leftovers or whatever uh all right the last thing i have to bring up is the new scream movie is on track to have oh, the boy. biggest opening weekend in the box office of the franchise have you gotten your tickets yet mikey yes you do have your tickets are you yes. seeing it in 3d yeah you have to are right? you really yeah. That's been the de- sort of debate in my you head right to. now. First of all, I have to get my cocaine bear tickets first because that's coming out before. First. Uh-huh. But then I'm looking at it um, screaming. I'm like, do I want to do the 3D or do I want to do the regular? So I haven't bought tickets yet. Um, I will, of course, see this in, in theaters. Um, I'm upset because I did not get the popcorn bucket or the, the sippy cup. <laughs> so that's a bit of a bummer. You have no right. Did you get either one? Oh. Okay, yeah. They sold out fast, from what I understand. Yeah, no, I'm not buying that. But very excited for this movie. It's going to be awesome. Um, Yeah, man. It, uh, for the record, too, they're looking at... Um, I, these are estimation, uh, estimations. Uh, deadline reports that Paramount and Spyglass Media's Scream... Uh, tracking on what I don't know uh, is reporting to estimate thirty-seven million. That's pretty good. Really good. Yeah, it's impressive. Are you gonna? Uh, have you got your ticket yet, Cat? I haven't got my tickets yet. I've been kind of in the same position as you. I think what I'm going to have to do is see it twice. Yeah. Because uh, mm. Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy is not going to want to do 3D, uh, and I kind of want to do 3D. So I'm thinking I might go see it like opening night like on mm-hmm. thursday uh if i can still get tickets big mm-hmm. assumption uh I, so i might go do it in 3d by myself and then take him I, like that weekend can i ask you a question sure what the fuck is this problem he wears glasses <laughs> i do too it's very so it's annoying very, it's very annoying and very inconvenient but i might still do the 3d it's hard for me and i mentioned this before but it's hard for me not to do the 3d because i know that's probably the only chance i'm ever going to get to see it yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that presentation. Yeah. Well, uh, for the record, too, by the way. Uh, Get your shit together, Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. <laughs> Come along. Uh, Scream is the, the my original... cattle prod. That's all I'm saying. You're back with the cattle prod? With I'm, I will zap your fucking ass, buddy. 
Holy shit. <laughs> I think that's the most he's ever meant it. We're not watching it in 3D. Yeah. Wow. That'll probably you don't even know that you're watching it. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. It doesn't look. I, I, I apologize, Mr. Casper. I'm drunk. All right, so I'm going to say a That's lot of true. things that are probably going to be aimed at you. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting us, Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. We appreciate it. Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy is going to run off with Leah because you guys both get so much <laughs> shit on the show. He's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Leave her alone. For the record, uh, the original screen film. Uh, opening numbers for that were 6 million, followed uh, by Scream 2, 32 million, Scream 3, 34 million. Wait, 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 You're telling me the original Scream only made 6 million opening weekend? Opening weekend, yeah. Nobody who really? the fuck knew, bro. No, dude. Every. I, all right. This is where, because you're young, you don't know shit. I do know shit. a little bit. You don't know shit about shit. Okay. Because I went and saw that opening weekend and it was packed. So I believe it did better than that. Where were you living when you went to see it? I was living in Indianapolis, Indiana, my friend. Okay, well, oh. I don't know, man. It, it didn't prove itself. I mean, who knew? Dude, you no. got to remember, too. This is where you don't know shit. Sc- Scream oh, is... Fuck so- you. I know shit. <laughs> Scream was... Dude, you guys don't give Scream the credit it deserves, man. Horror was in a fucking drought, man. People yeah, were not terrible. seeing horror movies. It this was, was just going to be... There was going to be another one. You know, like all the yeah. other ones that were around that time, man. And I could, I it could wasn't. see that. I know that when I went, the theater was packed open, and I went. I'm pretty sure it was opening night. It was definitely opening weekend, and it was packed. But you know, that may have been an anomaly or something. Maybe that wasn't happening everywhere. Yeah, it had to prove itself. Man. Well, Kat, did I just win? I think you won an argument with Drunk Rob. You need to drink every week like this, my friend. It's because Drunk Rob is tired, Rob, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is a very low number. Scream 4 only had 18 million. That's crazy. I'm still looking at fighting fucking Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy for not going to see him in 3D. <laughs> uh, and last year's Scream, uh, 30 million, so it came back strong. So maybe 37. We'll see. Scream 4 didn't do that well, huh? 18 million. That's bullshit. Yeah. I didn't see that opening weekend, actually. No. Yeah. No. Uh, and that's all I have for the news. Right. I was going to add something, but I don't remember what, so fuck it. <laughs> oh, I've got Gobbledy, Mystery Corner. You are so dedicated, huh? Mm-hmm. I had this whole thing I was going to do, but I'm drunk and I don't remember it. I told you, it's going to be a shit show this week. <laughs> I wasn't kidding about that. Okay, here we go. Did you send it? Uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a segment of the show we call the, oh, wait, the Gabagooly Mystery Corner. Which button is it? I think it's that one. Crazy idiot! Get the fuck out of here! (laughs) Go back and turn and trick an old folk and you'll fade in the ass! So the last line really makes this one because I don't really care for the rest of it. But the last line is perfect. And I can see this being, this is Mikey, I think. Segment of the show where uh, our listeners anonymously submit Italian memes to be shown on me for the show. No reason at all. To celebrate your... Mm-hmm. In here. Uh, when some kid orders pasta with no sauce, but then covers it in ketchup, you mama your last Mia. Motherfucker. <laughs> and it's an Italian dude in a hat with a shotgun. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like when you go and you're like, I don't want any gravy, but then you put ketchup on it. Stop <laughs> calling it gravy. You know what you did. Yeah, no, but no, who who's kid? I've never, maybe that's because I grew up in an Italian household and 
my grandfather would have stabbed me in the throat. But who has ever put ketchup on I will, pasta? I, I will back you up on this, Mikey. You've never seen it. I'm a father. If my there is no way in fuck I would allow my child to put ketchup on fucking pasta. No, I've never seen that never. in my life. It's fucking disgusting. I don't want to watch you eat that gross shit. No, yeah, no. You're not allowed to eat that. Absolutely yeah. not. And I would definitely be like, you have mama'd your last meal. <laughs> God damn it. Um, all right. Whoever sent that in, kiss my ass. Mama'd your last meal. Um... <laughs> It's well, actually, I don't want to get myself in trouble doing the accent and everything, but it's actually you mama'd your last Amiya. There's yeah, an extra you A in there. mama'd your last Amiya. <laughs> Rob has no problem doing it. No, Thanks, Rob. Absolutely not. Absolutely appreciate not. what you bring to the show. Well, you fucking cancel me? Fuck you. I cancel you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, in a strange uh, turn of events, I'm too drunk to have remembered the hillbilly huckleberry Humphrey's oh. hillbilly held down so okay. i don't got nothing to, i don't know i feel like doing it right now so we're right. canceling that this week all right good not as big of a hit too i'm gonna i'm gonna just let i put that out there as this shit I, I how about if like i just that. say yeehaw and we're done with it you gotta give me a good one though yeehaw you are That's a son a of a good for you <laughs> all right cat in about six months we gotta have him do it again see <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Did they yell really, at? I don't yeah, fucking know. <laughs> yeah, it'll come from the toes then. All right, that's it for the news. That's it for all this gobbledy crap. We will be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we will finally talk about paranormal activity. Oh, it's been a long time coming. It has been. Hold on, I got to pee. Can we pee? You sure you're going to make it back? No. All right. <laughs> pee break for everybody. All right. All right, Holy let's meet shit. back here in five. Five. He's pooping, cat. Maybe ten. I don't know. <laughs> He's pooping. <laughs> Do you guys ready to go? Ready. Okay. That's born ready, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. We're finally, finally, finally doing it. We we're talking about paranormal activity. Woohoo! 2007. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't expect that for this movie from you. What, Rob? Yeah. Everybody knows I loved it. There, there, there's no know, drama yeah. here. Yeah, I've watched this it. movie a ton of times. It's not even a rewatch. I, we're good here. Did you watch the box set that you ordered? Yes, I did. I even ordered a, a fucking external drive to watch it on my computer and it doesn't even work so i gotta deal with that but yes right. i watched it but you you did bust out the box set for this yes all right good job i watched it on uh paramount plus or whatever the fuck it's on okay i also watched it on paramount plus uh i have words about paramount plus i had Ooh. forgotten how because the last time i had to watch it um i watched it for research for an article i was uh writing like a year or so ago and it wasn't streaming anywhere at the time uh so i actually i own a dvd copy of this that i've watched exactly one time the dvd automatically plays the alternate ending um mm. so i had forgotten what the original end oh. of this was and i'm sure we'll cycle back around to that but, oh, we will, uh, i have a strong preference for one ending. over the other <laughs> yeah, all right we'll, we'll, we'll get into those so, Rob, 
Mm, yes, sir. What did you think of the paranormal activity? Um, I really, I enjoyed that one part where something almost happened, but then didn't. That was fun. Uh huh. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I was like, "Ooh, ooh, something's gonna happen here." Oh no, nothing. Okay. So you're sticking out. You're still on your horse, huh? There's a, there's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good Son movie. of a bitch. I was yeah. really hoping something would change there. All right. Nah, no, it's a, it's a good movie. Well, well, fun. Your um, butthole. A lot of things that almost happened. Cat, you you're you're my only hope here. What'd you think? Yep. Well, and I want this on record. We talked about it for the Patreon, uh, but I'll say it again for the show as well. I gave this every shot. I waited until a creepy hour of the night. I turned all the lights off. I don't have notes this week because I was like full focus on the TV. Uh, I I gave it like every shot I could. Um, And I went in as open minded as I could possibly be. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Mikey. Um, I don't like paranormal activity, but. But I have a better understanding because like before when we were talking about paranormal activity, I feel like my complaints were very vague where it was like, I think it was boring. Uh, I didn't like the the camera work. I didn't like the characters. Uh, And that was kind of all I had to say about it. I have there were very specific things like paying that close attention to the film. There were things specifically that do not work for me. And I think that taking those out, being like, hey, this is why I'm not liking this. I was able to appreciate other aspects of the movie that I had not noticed before instead of just lumping it all together as like, I think this sucks. So I I understand better what does and does not work for me about paranormal activity. Having gone in with a more open mind, it's still it's not the one for me. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it, guys. They have 15 grand, man. I, and so, okay, I, I'm going to jump right in then, uh, because okay. on paper, I like this a lot. And a lot of the aspects that work for me, I think, are things that work because of the low budget. Um, I like that. I, I think they make the most out of what they had in, like, in regards to effects mostly you know where it's like i and i think that the cinematography is done in a way it it does have that amateur feel but that's kind of incorporated into the story uh there are some scares where it's like you know they knew exactly what kind of a budget they did not have for this and they they made the most out of it you know i think the powder scene is really effective of you know the actors really selling something yeah. Super low budget that anyone could have done, but like you know they they were making it work for themselves in a lot of areas like that, and i I kind of you know you have to give them props for that and, and I do uh those were elements that worked really well, Rob, do you agree with that statement at least with all that um the powder stuff worked well, I like that um. I think that they did well for the budget that they had. I mean, they, so the 15 grand is a bit of a misnomer on this movie, I think. It is. Uh, they spent $200,000 in post-production on this film, so that takes it to 215000 And then Paramount spent another 
$30 million on the marketing budget for this movie that nobody oh, even talks yeah. about. Um, so they, I feel like in a way it's a manufactured, hey, this is a $15,000 movie that they manufactured into a uh, a much bigger success than it probably would have been. But they, they made were, the movie with that, though. Right, but they were able to spend 30, $30 million on the well, marketing budget for it. So The marketing, yeah. But but I'm um, saying as far as what's on screen though, the marketing turned it into what it was. Right. The marketing doesn't give you a better movie. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, unfortunately. Um I, <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> I do think for look, I it's I don't like this movie. And I, I it, but for the money that they had and the limitations that they had, they really overachieved. Um you know, the, the, I have a lot of complaints like, well, that wasn't on screen. This wasn't on screen that, you know, whatever. But there's a reason why it wasn't on screen. Yeah. And it was because of the constraints of the budget and everything. And I get that. Um. So, yeah, I would think I, I would agree with what Kat said. I think that a lot of what they did was as effective as it could be for the budget that they had at the time. Um, without, Can we talk? Oh, go go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask if I could get in my other, like, big compliment for the movie before I forget. Sure. Because it's kind of a silly thing. Um, a, a lot of my complaints, and we'll get to it, are about, like, the writing, quote-unquote. I I don't know what you... I know this was not a well-scripted movie, like, a heavily scripted... Uh, this but was a lot virtually of, like, not a scripted movie at all. We'll talk yeah. about that when we get into trivia, but yeah, there wasn't really a script. So, like, I, but story-wise, a lot of my complaints come in with, like, story elements. I do think the one story element that gets done really well, and I think it's the thing that I maybe appreciate most about Paranormal Activity, is that these, it, it felt realistic in that I think if you brought a camera into the really and, and this is going to sound like a dig, and I, I really don't mean it this way. It's why it's on my list of compliments so high up. Uh, if you bring a camera into, like, the life of a couple, I think in nine times out of ten, it's going to be really boring. Mm-hmm. I, and, like, I, they just, they felt like they, like, the house felt lived in. They felt like they had their own lives separate of what was going on. There were a couple times where it did kind of feel like, hey, we're dropping exposition here. And those are some of my complaints. But for the most part, it really did feel like it. it because with a lot of found footage movies, um, I feel like they kind of don't try to explain much of anything, you know, or or they go too heavy into it where it's like, we've got this camera to do this, this and this, you know, and these are just like two people talking about a camera that's suddenly in their lives where it wasn't yesterday. Right. Uh, I think it has the vibe that it was going for in that regard. Like, I think that's a very strong element of this movie because yeah. it makes it feel more like found footage. And 10 out of 10 times, if you bring a camera into the life of a couple, the guy's going to try to make a sex tape. 10 out Which of 10. did. 10 <laughs> out of 10, yeah. 20 out of 10, absolutely. Always going to happen. Always going to happen. Also, just uh, this is a little sexy time for Rob advice for everybody. Very sexy time advice. Uh, wow. Bad idea. Do not make a sex tape. Terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Why not? I, well, there's a number of reasons. One is because it you could... don't look as good as you think you right. are. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. the that's, all, that's the biggest reason. But the, the first reason is because you don't want it to get leaked like the uh, Tam, <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, Pam and Tommy tape did. 
a terrible yourself. thing. You you do not want that. But the other thing is, you never want to watch yourself doing that. Otherwise, you will not want to ever do that again because <laughs> you look like a fucking idiot. I guarantee you that. Oh shit! You look, you are much uglier than you think you are, and you do not want to see it on tape. You're Fair a hideous, enough. hideous, foul creature. Just stumble across it years later, like oh yeah, yeah. You don't want it. You don't ever want to see it. You will disgust yourself and. No, it's 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 not it's not nearly the thrill you think. Now, look, making the tape might be a lot of fun, and I'm not against you making the tape as long as you delete it immediately and never watch it. Yeah, don't. don't so that's that. that's my tip: make the tape, delete it immediately, never watch it, don't ever let anyone else see it. You will be disgusted by the result. Fair enough. Sexy time with Rob for you. Fair um, I do I do agree with Cat in that in that aspect i think that um this feels like a real couple mm. yeah um it feels like they do a good job of using the found footage uh, medium to tell a an interesting it's an interesting story um what the, the story that they're telling is interesting um even though what is happening on screen at any given time may not be. I I think that's the strength for the whole fucking movie, man. And I, I understand it does, you know, the the writing or, you know, what 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 Kat was talking about does go into it, but it 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 followed throughout with so many different things. The whole my whole thing with this is it felt real. So much of it felt real. It wasn't, what was the last Conjuring movie? The devil made me do it. Whatever the fuck I had to sit through. God damn, dude. The gates of hell opened up and there's a windstorm in the house in the first five minutes of the fucking movie. I can't stand that. That's the Conjuring shit that I always bring up. I don't like it. This was a paranormal movie. This was fucking Poltergeist. This was Amityville Horror. It built to something. It didn't start there, and then the rest of the movie was shit. It it, okay. it there was suspense and tension with oh fuck each night. I took down notes for each night. It okay. went through and it, it was progressive and progressive, and you could you know they're having to deal with that as it goes. As at first that you know it's movie starts out kind of playful. You know, like he's mm -hmm. filming the guitar and they're laughing on the couch and joking around. Then things got worse. And then, you know, they, their relationship is straining because of that and all that shit, man. And I will. Go ahead. I want to say this. This movie mm -hmm. is not as interesting or as good as either Poltergeist or the Amityville. It's just not. Um, but I, I see what you're saying. Um, this would have been a much more interesting movie had we actually gotten to see the sex tape that that, uh, <laughs> that Mika wanted to make. He, he didn't get he didn't get to make it. She wouldn't let him. Yeah, he was really trying though. He's trying his ass off. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. and that yeah. felt very real. God damn you! I made all great points about a a, a, <laughs> a cinema masterpiece, and you go and fucking tarnish it with a sex tape. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I, so the one note that I really took is that this demon must be hell's Lord Prince of um, minor inconveniences. Cause he's like, <laughs> he's like, I threw your keys on the floor. 
Dude, but but that's I what opened th- your door four inches, but then put it back immediately. Like it's just like what? I will say it was very funny because it's like and I understand part of the whole thing is that they don't have pets, but as a pet owner, it was like, oh god, I would not it would take me so long to even realize I was being haunted by anything. <laughs> like I find my keys weird places all the fucking time. Cause they make a fun sound and my cats run off with them. Like Well, do you at least see what I'm saying, Cat, with all that? No, I, I do. I think it builds. Um, yeah. I think for the most part, it does build well. Uh, but and I want to get this. I want to get like my biggest complaint out as early as possible because it ties into so many of my other complaints. Um, like like the building, it, it ties into like how attention builds in this movie. My biggest complaint with this, uh, for a long time. I felt like my problem with paranormal activity was that I didn't give a shit about the characters and they were boring. And like really looking at it, that's not my problem. Um, Which is, and I'm kind of glad because I feel like found footage very often tends to have more bland characters in a way that works, you know, because you're seeing all this stuff out of context and and you can kind of like project your own stories. Paranormal activity feels very intimate. And I I always kind of felt like it shouldn't have bland characters looking closer. I don't think it's that the characters are bland. I think it's that I don't like them. Um, (laughs) Specifically, I don't like Mika. I think he's a shit, Uh, but not in like a, and I almost, I think I would have preferred paranormal activity, like greatly preferred paranormal activity if they had leaned into it just a little bit more and let it be like, I, cause if you, if you lean in too hard, I get it. He's like a cliche asshole man, but, but he walked that line anyway. I kind of would have liked to let him be the villain of the piece where he's more aware of what he's doing in like antagonizing a demon to get cool footage because that's pretty much, that was his role in the movie was to do that anyway. Uh, But he seemed so dumb about it that it like, he just, he grates on my nerves. I don't like watching him. Um, And Katie, I think, cause I used to think I didn't like her either. She actually seems like she's, I think we would like, out of any horror movie character, Katie and I could just get along. We have similar hobbies. Uh, she's an English major. She's she's cool with a demon just following her for several years. <laughs> uh, like as long as you don't antagonize it. Like she she seems like a very cool person, and I think who she is as a character gets so drowned out by Mika's personality. And there are so many points in this movie uh, to like. I have mostly complaints about Mika as it as it happens, but it's like I, there were so many points in this where I couldn't tell if the tension was building between the two of them or if he was just being an asshole again and that was supposed to be their dynamic. Because, like, even in the cutesy stuff at the beginning, he's not really listening to her. He's not really respecting, like, her boundaries. It's like, this is... I'm not going to say it's an abusive relationship, but it's a very unhealthy relationship at its best point. And that makes it, it made it really hard for me to tell like how much the haunting is affecting it, you know? So I will say this having, uh, I spent a lot of time thinking that I did not like the character of Mika either, but watching this again today or yesterday, whenever the fuck I watched it, um, 
what I realized about Mika is that uh, he's pretty much me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Robbie, you're going to get canceled. <laughs> when the uh, when the uh, psychic shows up, I would totally be like, oh, you should have seen the bad traffic coming, you know. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a fucking, I mean, whatever. He's not taking this. Look, I we've talked about this before. I like the women with the crazy eyes. With the crazy eyes often comes uh, the crazy. And with the crazy often comes stories of uh, demons, ghosts, <laughs> etc., whatever. It's it's really hard to take that bullshit seriously. Um, but Rob, you wouldn't bring a Ouija board into the house. Hey, I might. I might. Would I don't you? think you liar. <laughs> you, you don't even like Candyman stuff. Because it's it's like, all right, you know, this, this chick is is clearly crazy, but um, I've already got a camera here, and if I lean into this a little bit, I might get to make that sex tape that I want to make. <laughs> There's a lot of different factors that are going on with Mika that I think are, are discounted, where everybody says he's a horrible guy. And, and, I, think and also, I think he's a guy. And also, in reality, she's a student who's a literature major who's going to school all the time. He's the one paying for this house. You see how nice that house is in San Diego? It's got to cost a fortune. Can I intelligently answer your question, Kat? Or yeah. respond to your statement? <laughs> Are you really? saying I'm not intelligent right now? I'm saying you keep talking about the sex tape. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, I look, I'm Mika on this watch. I thought maybe Mika's <laughs> not as bad as we all say he is because a I, lot of people say he's a bad guy and I'm not sure that he is. You got to kind of lean into your girlfriend's crazy sometimes. Here we right? So, I, no. <laughs> yeah, you sort of lean <laughs> in and you're like, I'm here and I'm going to help you defeat this demon. No, you're wrong. I And the best way to do that is to make a sex tape. <laughs> that would be fine. I think. Absolutely. It would be fine. If you're like, hey, uh, babe, let's kill a demon real quick so we can make a sex tape. That's one thing. I. If that was his only goal, I think he went about it so the wrong way. Because we all have ulterior motives sometimes. Uh, if I'm Mika in this situation, I'm like, I, I there's that first meeting with the psychic. I don't make jokes about him. I take him dead serious. And when he's like, you need to stop antagonizing the demon because it feeds off bad vibes. I'm like, you know what are good vibes? Sex tape. Like, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, he went so the wrong way. That's and his strategy. He's like, let's drive her crazy, uh, disregard all of her fears, not take it seriously, insist that the camera is helping, even though it's basically the one thing we were told not to do, get her to the point where she's having catatonic states, and then blame her for bringing a demon into my house. Like, that seems healthy and good. Uh, that, all right, so 100% seems like something I would do. Also... <laughs> So here's the thing about the psychic. When he comes into the house, it might seem like a good idea. Everything you said about going along with him 100% everything. The problem is it is 1000% going to be impossible for me to not make jokes at the psychic's expense. I cannot have a fucking thing on this show. You both know how long I've been wanting to talk about this movie. And you guys talk <laughs> about a sex tape for like 10 minutes. I, well, no me? respect to paranormal. That's you joined the driving <laughs> factor in this movie, Mikey, is the sex tape. No, I'm I'm using the sex tape to illustrate. If that's what you want, there are not. Uh, Rob, I can't take Rob seriously. Mike is a terrible character. He's a bad boyfriend. He's essentially yeah. He's 
I feel like people throw this word around too much, but he's very much on the verge of gaslighting Katie because he'll take it seriously one minute and then like use it as a big joke the next. And it's like, he is I, me a thousand percent me. And, and so what you're saying, is then you're also hurtful. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is very, very hurtful because there is no way I would take this bullshit seriously. If I was dating a crazy woman, right? I, you'd better. Cause if you push her, she's going to kill you. <laughs> That's the chance I take Either when I date crazy right. women. Either she is right and you're going to antagonize a demon or she's wrong and you pushing her along is going to make her snap. There's no there's no good option for you being a jackass. I, I already that. know this is how I'm going to die because I date exclusively crazy women, Cat. He's trying to get the pum pum uh, in before yes, I, the dying yeah, is his goal. I, he knows yeah. the ending. And if I can get recorded evidence, so that the much better. I'm never going to watch it because I know I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> but I, you know. Can I talk about Mika now? Yeah. All right. Jesus, I the guess. both You're of you. You're just going to be boring with you it. You got me talking about the fucking sex tape. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> he sucks I, you in. He he fucking does, man. Uh, I, I don't like Mika. I had a lot of negative notes about Mika. I never really liked Mika, but I... I don't remember not liking him this much. Uh, I agree with Kat saying, <laughs> and I agree with a little bit of what Rob's saying, uh, but I took it more as stubbornness. But at first, yes, Rob is partially right. He got a camera. Let's catch some spooky shit on camera. It'd be cool. We're probably going to try and make a sex tape. That'd be cool, Hell too. yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it's all funny. Like I said, they, this movie started with them having fun with it. You know, yeah. and then I, when shit started getting real is where his stubbornness kicked in to me is how I viewed it. And he was like, I'm said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. And that, that point when it starts turning even worse is where he should have backed off. So and he didn't. Where I don't like Mika in this movie is when it comes to the Ouija board. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. you know, when he's like, I on. said, I wouldn't buy one, but I borrowed when I hate that kind of bullshit. And then, it, like, even if he had been, yeah, I basically, I also hate that kind of bullshit. Because then you get into relationships where it's like, I need you to say the words out loud. Right. I will not bring a Ouija board into this house, I promise. You right. know, and yeah. it's like, and then, you know, like, you he would throw fits because he'd mm -hmm. be like, why do you always make me be so technical about stuff? And it's like, because you can't fucking be trusted, dude. Right, like, right. But... <laughs> In Mika's defense, she did say that this demon has been showing up or whatever since she was eight years old. He, she I would have thrown her out. ass out of the house. I'm like, you guys <laughs> to go, bitch. <laughs> Clearly, you don't got a job. You're a fucking full-time student. I'm a day trader paying all these fucking bills. You got to get the fuck out right now. Right now. Demon and all. Yeah. So okay. I do think, in a way, Mika deserves points for that because I definitely would have thrown that bitch out on the street. I don't think, uh, so this is, and that's the other thing that I really don't like about Mika is because he turns it around on her, but I think even if- But I, it's her fault. No, it's not her fault because, and, and this is, this is open to if speculation. If you bring a demon in your house, it's your fault. I didn't bring no demon. Nope. Maybe no, I brought no, no, a no, dog, no, 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 no. but I didn't this bring a fucking This is open to speculation demon. because we don't see the original conversation where she first tells him about the demon. Oh, presumably it's like right before the camera comes into the picture. So, uh, it. It, like in the preceding weeks, she tells him, "Hey, 
uh, weird stuff is going around uh, because I have a demon that's been following me since I for like the last 15 years or whatever, right? Yeah. But, 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 the weird stuff that she's talking about is stuff he doesn't believe in. It doesn't affect him until he starts trying to capture it on camera. If I tell a man that I move in with, hey, I have a demon that's been following for 15 years. Sometimes my keys are going to be on the fucking floor. He's going to laugh. Like he's gonna laugh me out of the room, like, yeah. uh, and I'm sure it was I, probably I a joke. Point. I think that kind of warning is perfectly acceptable. But if I tell a man, "Hey, there's a de demon following me for 15 years. Uh, sometimes my keys are gonna be on the floor," and he's like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna bring a fucking Ouija board into the house and start filming the shit out of it, uh, and telling it to do its worst." Like that's mm -hmm. on him. Anything my yeah. demon does to him at that point is on him because I've been dealing with it for 15 years and it's not been a problem i There's do kind of see that because i will say this if a woman said to me if i went out on like a second or third date with a woman and she was like there's a demon's been following me around for 15 years i'd be like immediately we need to move in together i'm gonna get a camera and we're gonna make a sex tape <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> there's middle ground there though like yes it, it, what he did to antagonize it you are right cat but she didn't tell him earlier. You should mention that before you move in. They've been together for how long, man? Like she just yeah. told him they're in, you know, like she could They've have been mentioned together that for earlier. three years. Which... Three years is a long time. Uh, <laughs> three years is a I long, don't know. long fucking time. You, that, you need to know that year one. At some point, you should know that. Yeah, but but again, like him doing everything he did, you're right. He did that. He encouraged you. But you're also right. in some way, right? Like if 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 some bitch is telling you she got a demon following her around, wouldn't you want to be the tough guy and be like, ha, I'm gonna get this demon? You just want to play into it, even if you don't believe her, right? All right? Be that as it may, but I don't know. He he shouldn't have did with that's why I don't like Mika. Like it, the way he handled it, I mean he, he's I wrong. think he's the real hero of the movie. Jesus damn it, Rob. Yeah, I don't know. I did not like Mika. Um, I don't know. That's uh but but still, like he wasn't. He's enough just to trying to get a little ass and film it. That's not all he's trying I, to do. I genuinely wish and I think the movie would have been better if Mika and because at the end of the day, I think Mika's an asshole. I would probably kick him or kill him if I knew him in person, depending on how much time. <laughs> <Kick> him. <laughs> Yeah, like accidentally, quote unquote, range. kick him in the shins a few times, Literally like right as I'm walking shins. past. Yeah, you motherfucker! <laughs> uh, I wear some pretty heavy shoes. It would hurt. Um, he'd learn a lesson. But <laughs> I do think, like, I'm too drunk I, for this. I think that I, I don't hate him as much as I hate some movie characters. I think he just annoys me. Like he takes yeah. me out of the film enough that, like, I'm not as scared as i should be because i'm just kind of annoyed um i i wish he had been a proper antagonist because if he had now if he had been watching her like if he had known about the demon in advance if she had gotten drunk and told him one day hey i've got a demon and he had manipulated her into moving in and trying to catch it on film uh, uh -huh. if he had had like some kind of paranormal experience like i even if he had just been intentionally dickish about it but he seems genuinely confused like when shit starts to escalate and he's like throwing around you know like oh here's how we're gonna take care of it and the powder is going to work because it's going to prove something's here it's like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about let your girlfriend who's the one in danger right now call the fucking demonologist you know like i what? do 
I do disagree with his decision not to call the demonologist. I would do that too. But only because I'm going to play along with this crazy woman long enough to get the sex tape. God damn it. Even if that's all you're doing, let her call the fucking demonologist. It's her demon. At this point, if I'm Mika, that's all that that is all I'm doing, right? Because there's no re- he clearly doesn't buy this bullshit from from get go. Yeah, in my opinion, as a character, Mika does not seem to be buying into this bullshit. I myself would not. Be, that's why I think Mika grounds this movie for me. He's my way into this movie. <laughs> unfortunately, um, I disagree with. Now he does at one point try to uh, to have sex with her and he says that the camera's off when it's yeah. not and I disagree with that that is a bad move Mika not a good look so that's the line yeah you do not do that that is wrong but I do see him as sort of my way into the movie because I, I do a lot of times I feel like I would be Mika in this situation like I'm not buying this bullshit what are we doing here see And I guess maybe that's also part of the problem because I don't feel like I had a way into this movie. Katie is so forgiving as a person and I just am am not in a relationship. I, if Mika tried any of this stuff, I leave. She's not going to leave. Where's she going to go? She ain't got no money. She's a full-time student. She's got a fucking, that's her meal ticket. Uh, she can go to her dorm. She can stay with her family. Her friend offers her a place to stay in we the movie. What I think you guys forgetting about with that too is where, dude, this thing is following her wherever she goes. I think that's the no, part that's but, missed. What? No, 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 no. Because I, I understand that. Uh, here's, I, I understand that the thing is following her, but Mika's the one antagonizing it. Oh yeah, If yeah, I yeah, had yeah. someone antagonizing my demon and I'm living with him. And someone is like, hey, come stay with me for a while. I say yes, so that no one brings a fucking Ouija board into the house. Like, And that's the thing I didn't understand about Katie is because I, like, there were so many points at that movie where it's like, this would be my breaking point, either in a relationship or in a paranormal situation. When I saw the Ouija board, I'm going to stay with the friend. Like, he's broken my trust. He's making my demon more aggressive at me. Like he's not the one assuming the highest amount of risk here. I'm going to save my ass first. Uh, and, and then also like the thing with the tape, Rob, like you said, like that crosses a line If someone tries yeah. to trick me into making a sex tape. I'm leaving that night. Like that's that point, just, he's, we're he's done. He's not even trying to trick you into making a sex tape. He's just fucking being a creepy weirdo. Yeah. Like yeah, that's just fucking gross. And I, I did not care for that. Uh, other than that moment, though, I still believe that Mika, uh, there's a few things that I would do different than him, but I, I didn't. As I was watching, I was like, yeah, I kind of I identify most with this guy, which is probably a reflection on my poor character more than anything else. But like the friend, you go stay with the friend and maybe things don't get better, but you know they're not going to get worse. Right. I We are skipping over also the fact that they were at one point, there was a, a, a scenes of them in a pool, which I think was really foreshadowing <laughs> the, the pool cleaner that was to come God into the second film. Did you we guys have... feel that at all? Can you not take this seriously for Mikey? For a minute, man. God damn it. But we'll get to the second one eventually. Don't you worry. <laughs> At some point in life, we're getting there. 
But I, I don't, how am I not taking it seriously? I happened to see him in a pool and I was like, oh, this is foreshadowing. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. I feel like an underrated part of this movie is how isolated they were at that point. You know, when the other, I don't know if he was a demonologist too, but the dude, that the replacement demonologist they said <laughs> while the other one was out of town. A little wonky understood. Yeah, uh, no, I'd be fucking pissed off. If I called the demonologist, they're like, he's out of town, but I'm the substitute. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, hey, man, I, I clean his office while he's out of town. What's yeah. up? What do you need? I'd be like, around with you, you, you dipshit. So I wouldn't you know, be mad at him. Again, I'd be mad at Mika. If I was like, let's call a demonologist, and he's like, no, I've got this. I've got powder. It's fine. And then I tried to call the demonologist later, and it was like, he's out of the country. I'd be like, Mika. <laughs> Stand still. <laughs> Cat always trying to point the finger at Mika. But but either way, the you know, they're there the, at that point, and he, even he leaves. And dude, it's yeah. just them. No, he's like, I can't help you. He felt it right away. He had to get out. Which, and, yeah. and like I said, you know, if they, say they say, okay, let's go to a hotel, like, dude, you're at this point now. Like they you're literally haunted, had, not the fucking house. It ain't the house. It's that, that's it's what I'm Katie. saying. That's right. why Katie got to pack her shit and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. That's <laughs> like, but that, that, but that's a, a strong point in this movie too, man. They, there's not like what the fuck. You talk about Amityville and all that. Like it's like, oh, just get out of the house and move. Right? You can't do that in this scenario. Paranormal activity is mm -hmm. good, damn it. I do uh, think that was one away. of. I I see what you're saying, Mikey, about the backup demonologist. Yeah. Uh, that guy. Because I think on paper, that was one of the scariest moments in the movie because it's like, hey, you yeah. call a professional, the professional is not there, the mm -hmm. best that you've got refuses to help you. I think it's a very Can't scary situation, right. except for, I don't like how it was executed. It, I because agree. Because it seems a little bit silly it's too fast it all it happened immediately. it happens like, so fast it's like there after was a he drove like a room. day to get there and you're like mm. yeah. it's like someone like calling farted, ghostbusters man. and like our shit ain't gonna work yeah it's not a plumber <laughs> you can't get a new one you know no and uh like the, he i agree it was uh, you know very but rushed. on paper yeah there is like an isolation that that you don't really and it, it's kind of the same thing with her like not leaving because on paper i think that's very scary where it's like the demon follows you but in practice it, she was the one choosing to let it i i, I don't want to like victim blame katie here but she like every second that she didn't leave she was still letting the problem escalate right you know yeah. and it's no, like I agree. I, but uh, but I'm saying so it's but, all Katie's fault. Mika is innocent. <laughs> Mika's God, not man. innocent. Mika's the one escalating it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. But even saying? at the point they're at and that, even if it stood that way, it's still like I, I think at that point, since it got to that point, there was nothing that, like it was going to escalate. Like I think it, it was in already from everything that you know happened already. Like that Ouija board thing, like you know, all the, the you know, you could look at the two of them aside, like. It, like Dan, I think that was a really cool scene too. I like, Mika got board. himself caught up in a situation where he wanted a sex tape, and now he's fucked. That's a bad move. I don't think that that was that had no sex tape <laughs> motives involved. That that's a bad move. Wait, I think we talked about this with Jason Takes Manhattan also, where it's like I don't understand this movie trope 
where men think that women want to have sex more when they're scared. <laughs> like, Well, that had nothing to do with sex. That was just him trying to, you know, catch something creepy on camera. No, uh, I tried to frighten the shit out of women to give them a half sex. I believe you. I believe Bad you. idea. <laughs> Rob's the Russ McCamey of sex. That's right. <laughs> but no, like, dude, they, they took something simple. You know, like, it, like, that's the thing anybody would do if they're trying to antagonize a ghost to contact. Like, you go to a Ouija board first, you know, and they did that. It was inexpensive. It was smart. But what they did with it, I feel like they escalated it, man. Like, that was pretty cool with the catching on fire and shit. You don't see that nope. too often. I no. have to disagree with you. The Aww. Ouija board scene is my least favorite part of, uh, other than Mika, it's my least favorite part of this movie. Them I was about to say, off. get him, Kat, and then you had to throw Mika under the bus. Uh, well, I, there's no way that anyone's going to believe I, I have disliked the Ouija board more than Mika. Mika's I, the hero of the film. I think it looked very silly. I think when it started yeah. moving, you're like, okay. And then when it moved a little bit more, you're like, okay, they pushed it a little bit further. And then it starts going crazy and you're like, huh. And then like, you're still kind of contemplating whether or not it's scary or silly. And then it catches fire and you're like, oh, and then it comes back and it's the scratches and it's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, man. If she had come back to the whole, like, if the whole table had been on fire when they returned, I, you know, that could have been, like, war flashbacks for her because of her house or whatever. Yeah, but, like, something. I thought as it was, because it just, it, there were no ramifications for it later on, you know? So it just felt kind of like a, woohoo! And like a jump scare, but with fire. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. That's what I liked about it, though, because like that ghost just it can it's capable of that, and it didn't even need to show it to him. It's like I'm just gonna do this while they're not even home because I'm bored. Like you yeah. know, I don't even need them to see this. No, you know, because the only thing it ever does when they're home is knock their keys on the floor. Not at the end, dude. Possessed her. Key. My keys are on the floor. God damn it. Also, I don't like so much that it was there just, like, catching, like, <laughs> that it was starting fires while she was out of the house. Because, it again, it kind of plays against the central theme that they can't escape it. I, I know that there's a difference between, like, moving from house to house with someone and, like, staying home for a night in. But it's really weird to me that it's just like, anyway, here's how the ghost is going to escalate stuff in this house when they're gone. You know, when when the mm -hmm. terror of the movie is that they can't go and have the ghost mm -hmm. not follow them. It was weird that they had a scene that, like, showed that very thing happening explicitly. I will also say about that whole Ouija board thing, Mika should have started backtracking at that point because clearly he had made a mistake. Yeah. And yeah, yeah he, he had really pissed her off. And yeah, you don't want to do that. You're going to no, make her mad, no. not... Crazy. No, you're you're trying to get to the sex tape stage and you're fucking making her mad. Then it's not good. And she's God trying to it. kick him out of the house and he's like, "Babe, yeah. come look at the Ouija board." And she's like, yeah. "I, well, I think she was ready all, to throw him out of the whole fucking house." And he's just like not hearing her. <laughs> yeah. First of all, you ain't gonna kick me out of the house. I'm the one who makes all the fucking money around here. God damn it. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I, Although I, I will say this too, they say that Mika's job is a day trader. In this, you never see him do it. Anytime a movie says somebody's a day trader, that to me is just code for doesn't work, has a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like I don't wrong. know what the fuck a day trader does, but 
I know that they never in movies they never work and they always have a lot of money and I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's an excuse to keep him in the house a right. lot. He doesn't have to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he is at some point though. I give Mika credit for this. He's doing a little research. He's le- reading a book called Devils, Demons, and Witchcraft, which I'm sure Cat owns. <laughs> Cat probably does own that. I might own that. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Mister Cat's boyfriend guy. Get your I- ass. Yeah, but also, like, look how late in the movie they start doing research. Like, I just, and it, I, and this is just, it's kind of framing stuff because it's like, it's one thing to be like, Mika did this wrong and this and this, and he's antagonizing Katie here, and this is his fault. I do think a lot of the stuff is his fault, but I think as a storytelling device, it's incredibly frustrating for audiences to have a solution to the problem as simple as demonologist and just have it ignored for almost a full month. Yeah, like it's, that just it's ignored. It's it ignored grates for on a my nerves. Really long time. <laughs> and I, I didn't get any way because Mika's like, Oh, don't call this fucking guy. I already had this fucking psychic in my house. I don't want you calling this other fucking guy, which I, I never understood to begin with. I mean, to me, that made absolutely his objection to the demonologist made no sense to me. A psychic and a demonologist. They're, ba- uh, they're, they're basically the same level of strange. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, once the psychic is, has come to my house, then I'm OK with the demonologist coming to my house, too. And also, like, even if it. Maybe, because we've established Katie is more forgiving than me, and Mika can be the love of her life. She can forgive him for all of this kind of nonsense. But if someone, if I start making deals with someone, someone, right, because they already have a deal in place where it's like, hey, um, you can try the camera, but if things get worse, we're going to turn off the camera. And he's like, sure. And then things get worse. And he's like, we just need to use the camera a little bit more. Uh, And Mm -hmm. like, they have a lot of deals like this. And Katie... As a character, and this is what irritates me most about Katie, is she doesn't learn. Because at that point, and she's still like, you know, if the, if things with the powder don't work, I'm calling the demonologist. And, you know, and, but just call the demonologist at that fucking point. Because you know that Meek is going to continue pushing that boundary further and further and further because he's already done it like six times. Uh, and then sure enough, uh, the next day he's like, but the powder proves that there's an entity here. So I'm in control. And it's, and she's like, you have one more day and then I'm calling the demonologist. And it's yeah. like, just fucking, he's going behind your back with every single goddamn thing. Just call the demonologist. So, Do it. so the play for Mika here was, Hey, we can call the demonologist, but first we got to make this sex tape. Better movie. That's Mikey, how you play we fixed it. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it for Mika. Because that's his ultimate goal anyway. After that, he doesn't give a fuck. What's he care? He's already had a psychic in his house. He had a demonologist in your house. Whatever. What? what? I can't get an ounce of it, man. Not it's all about the sex tape, Mike. It's not all about the sex tape. That's no. the whole movie hinges on that. Because that's all Micah, Mika's trying to get is the sex tape. That's all he wants. And I'm trying to be a little bit more... I. I have a thing with this also where I'm trying to be more forgiving of it because it's like in the early 2000s, horror movie characters made dumb horror movie decisions. Like that was the status quo. That's why we have those tropes that we're trying to subvert now in horror. But I also, I saw this for the first time in 2007 and it irritated me then also. (laughs) Like, You know what? I'll say this. 
I, I only enjoy the first three Paranormal Activity movies out of the franchise. Uh, the fourth one's tolerable. After that, we're getting out of control. But the, the first three, uh, this is my least favorite of the first three. It, it might go three, two, one, but it might also go three, one, two. I don't know. But, you know, it's it's in that neighborhood. I, I don't know, guys. I just I appreciate what they were able to do. And I, as much as I like the other two better because they had money and they can actually, you know, they stuck to the par- what made paranormal activity good, the simplicity of things and, you know, throughout most of it. And they, they were just able to execute them better and make, you know, real movies at, after that. So I enjoyed them more. But, man, the fucking what they were able to do and, and what they had to do it with and the, the, I don't know. You guys don't feel it, but the tension they were able to build in certain parts, and I—it's a good fucking movie, dude. Despite, it made its mark in horror big. I will say, um, I, and this is <laughs> this is gonna make Mikey kill me. I think, mm-hmm. but I mean it again in a good way. Um, this is the only film that I have ever walked out of in a theater is paranormal activity. And if because I could go back so and finish, yeah, because I was so scared. Um, because I, I don't even remember what the fucking movie was that was playing. There was something else playing and I just went to a different theater. I just <laughs> like was like, Nope, uh, better use of my time down the hall. And I, I just fucking left. Um, <laughs> only time it's ever happened. I will say if I got a chance, I, I would stay to the end of paranormal activity. It's getting that out of me. It's uh... a <laughs> damn. Man, would have I been mean... a better movie if there had been a sex tape. God damn you! <laughs> Alternate the ending, al- which was better? Well, the okay. only other note, <laughs> the only other note that I have about this was that uh, this was it kept showing the date and the time, and it was like 2006, 2006, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And all I kept thinking was, in ten years, Prince is going to be dead, and none of these people know it yet. <laughs> That's all you took from it. Yeah, I was like, it's really sad that Prince is going to be dead in 10 years and none of these people know it yet. I'm glad that's what you were able to take from this movie. Good for you. Yeah. So, um, alternate endings, which was better? Uh, Yeah, so I had forgotten that this was the... I, I keep saying forgotten. I'm not sure I ever knew... This was the end of this because again, my DVD plays the alternate ending, uh, which is always the one that I think of. I think it's much stronger. I knew it wasn't canon because, uh, like, I have heard that Katie comes back. Uh, yes. but that's the scariest shot in the movie, and I was furious when I saw that card at the end. <laughs> like that just drove me crazy. It's so dumb. I so dumb. Rob, I've only ever seen this ending, so I don't know the the which ending the which ending did you get the fucking theatrical one, whatever it was oh, with her okay. fucking well I don't know. Th- I, I have a whole thing about the endings and trivia okay I, the the one that was like the quote unquote theatrical ending is the only one I've ever seen okay all right, I've seen both of them. Um, many times, like the, the the alternate ending of this came out pretty quickly after the movie. There are more than two, by the way. Yes, there were like four or something. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. 
you know, it's it, it's been thrown around. Everybody knows, you know, it's it's one of those movies where it's like which ending. Um, I can't decide which one I like more, man, because I I didn't hate the theatrical ending. For, for anyone who's not familiar, with the theatrical ending, she's like fucking. Uh, Micah gets thrown at the Mika, whatever the fuck, gets thrown at the camera, and um, she's crawling. Dude, I thought that looked creepy because she's a demon now. Okay. I was sad to see Mika go. God damn it! You, you didn't, you weren't given that one love at all. It was good, but I was sad to see him go because he was my way into the movie. Like I would totally be the one making fun of the fucking psychic coming to my house and just trying to make a sex tape with a crazy girl. God damn it! But agreed that the throat cutting, which is the alternate, that it's a dark scene. Yeah, it's a dark scene. But I don't the, know, I like it, that felt very. I'm not going to say it like it drastically changed my whole appreciation of the film, but it was very satisfying as an end because it felt like it concluded something like the demon wins. And you don't see that, especially in the early 2000s, you didn't see that as much, you know, where it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, they lose. And I I liked it, but it's. Go ahead. Oh, but just the whole like Katie's whereabouts are still unknown felt very cliche. Uh, I didn't like that. And spoiler alert, the name the demon's name is Toby. <laughs> yeah, it's Toby. What's wrong with Toby? Huh, Toby. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Stupid name. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, Toby. <laughs> you guys want to get into um reviews and, and trivia? Yeah. Um so the scores, the rotten tomato scores, uh this has a tomato meter of eighty three percent. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, and an audience score of fifty-seven percent. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to comment on this for Portnoy spoilers, but this might very well be my last episode on the show. Uh, oh, <laughs> IMDb has it at a six point three out of ten, and the reviews. There were so many bad reviews for this movie. Uh, despite oh, the IMDb score being a little bit higher. Uh, I had a really tough time finding a positive review that was written for this that was interesting at all. Because a lot of them, there were a few 10-star reviews, uh, but a lot of them were just like, best theater experience of my life. And then that was it. Like, they were all just a couple lines. Um, the 10-star review that I found for it, we can start with that one. Uh, first movie that has ever physically affected me. Not only is this a gem of an indie film, Paranormal Activity is, there's not actually an is there, Paranormal Activity, the scariest movie I have ever seen. It is the most horrifying experience I have ever been a part of. Paranormal begins when a young man purchases a camera to record paranormal phenomena uh, that his live-in girlfriend has been reporting to have been experiencing. Uh, his purchase of the cameras out of naivety, and we soon find out he is more interested in electronics than the strange occurrences that seem to be haunting his partner. As the film progresses, the ghostly happenings become more and more apparent and intensify, while the handheld cu- handheld camera documents them and the terror of the young couple. Um, if you've read any of the other reviews for Paranormal Activity, you will notice almost all of them mention that a viewer will not be able to sleep after watching it. I will make my review one of them. You will not sleep after you've watched this movie. Not only is it terrifying, it's thought-provoking. And when, then when you think about it, you're terrified all over again. Don't believe me? Go ahead, watch it. 
I dare you. So, uh, this guy was traumatized. He <laughs> dares you. He dares you. Dares you. Her keys are on the counter, and then they're on the floor. God damn it! But you gotta remember that's the thing we didn't get to either. God, there's some people take this for real. And that fucking door is closed and, and or open, and then it's closed four inches, and then it's open. It doesn't again. matter, bro. The, the, that goddamn some... that attic fucking access panel is opened on its own. Look, something with the capability of what it did in the end is around you, dude. That's like a tiger. Like if a tiger just pushed the door four inches, all right, cool. It didn't really do anything there, but it's capable of eating you alive. You wouldn't want to be around of it. Slight inconvenience. You won't give it what it deserves, and that fucking annoys me. I don't feel as strongly as the reviewer did, but you know, I, I understand there are people that like that shit scares the shit out of. Give him a candy bar. Fuck him. Give him a candy bar? God damn. The spike bar. I have one. It's just the title that I saved. Uh, But it's... uh, After the I won't be able to sleep, someone posted, I won't be able to sleep after this. That's right. I can't sleep now because instead of sleeping, I'm here pondering what could be going through people's minds who actually commented good things on this movie. Oh. <laughs> um, Rob, give him a candy I... bar. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, this is unfair. They deserve a candy bar that hasn't been in my ass. <laughs> I love that, that that's is, the standard. That is a better candy bar, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... This one I saved just uh, kind of to wind up Rob. And then I have one that I just is wild. Um, Okay, so we have one star out of ten. What was that? No, seriously, what just happened? Did I watch a movie? I honestly don't want to waste my time trying to eloquently put forth my problems with this movie. So I'll just present some highlights uh, in a bullet in a bullet point form. It was very documentary-like in that I have never been so bored watching a work of fiction. About a quarter of the way in, myself and other theatergoers were laughing at the outright corniness of the acting, writing, and directing. No, it's not immersive. The shaky cam is, granted, better than some others I've seen. Cough, cough, Cloverfield. Uh, But when you hear a ghostly jump and you snort, imagining the crew member jumping up and down in the living room, then there's a problem. The main characters are in no way sympathy-inspiring. The guy was an antagonistic tool, uh, and the woman (laughs) is in no way endearing, having a grating personality on top of the fact that she is not only the reason for the haunting, but by extension the subject of blame for this movie even existing. She's the problem, right. (laughs) Finally, there is not even a semblance of intelligence written into these characters. Granted, you are supposed to have a don't-go-in-there-don't-do-that reaction in a horror film, but this was to the point of absurdity. What you have is simply a series of escalation to inevitability, which is fine uh, if you can have more than one character perpetrating each escalation, which Paranormal Activity did not. So, Fuck that guy. (laughs) Man, I'm like, alright, whatever. You need to uh, appreciate I, this movie, man. I, I feel like some people don't see it for what it, you know. I think you the, appreciate it too much. Is the it problem don't, I don't, man. I don't. I don't. I like my paranormal movies like this. This is a perfect paranormal movie. All right. Yeah. Like boring? 
No, it's not boring. Built. Uh, we have one final review. Um, okay. Rob is going to appreciate, I think, some of the humor in this one. Uh, the title is Paranormal Activity or Paranormal Craptivity. Is an illogical <laughs> dumb movie. I called this Paranormal Craptivity in our fucking group chat. Yeah. <laughs> I called it I'm paranormal so glad when I saw that, that I had saved this. And then I followed it up with Paranormal Inactivity because I am hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he follows it up with that, I'll be honest. Uh, paranormal Craptivity is a great idea. I was so psyched to see it, but it doesn't play out. The marketing got me and a lot of other butts in the seat. And I say good for the filmmaker. He made this piece of crap, sat on it for years, was told by everyone it was crap and they couldn't sell it. And then along came Spielberg and finds the marketing angle. Let's pull a jackass, but show the audience terrified instead of laughing. I just wish they had a better movie to begin with. Uh, anyone who has had to canvas a house knows you turn on every light in every room you pass as you explore them. When a noise is heard, he has the presence of mind to grab and turn the camera on, but not to flip on the stair lights on his way down. When you exit the couple's bedroom, there is a room on the left that was never entered. The door is open, but they just walk past it. At another point, he exits the bedroom and beelines to the far left without turning on any lights. Oh my god. Uh... And there is a lot of breakdown, but... Who the fuck is this nerd talking about? It's a big nerd talking. But then he gets down uh, to a guide of top ten things to do uh, when things go bump in the night. Uh, Grab grab the camera, turn on its lights, but don't bother to flick a light switch as you pass. Uh, Give the only light source back, back to the girl and find a photo in the pitch black attic. Don't examine the tape when the girl sleepwalks. If you do, don't worry, she's standing over you for three hours. When you get phenomenal footage of your girl getting uh, drugged to another room, do nothing with the footage and then spend another night in the room. When your girlfriend has a mysterious bruise bite, don't bother taking her to the ER. You probably don't have insurance anyway. Uh, Don't bother to get a dog for protection. Take a big interest in the girl's demon, but refuse to call a demon guy. You're too rich to be able to afford it. Find footsteps on the floor and get great footage of it, but don't call media or the police. Make sure the chosen one sleeps next to the open door. Never offer to trade spots with her or lock the door. Don't Google anything until Act 3 because research is a waste of time. Uh, it's followed up with keeping the hardware... Uh, always keep your hardware floors clean because the most interesting thing about the movie was when I turned to the wife and said, those are nice floors. And she said, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not even going <laughs> to mention, mention the dog. didn't mention sex tape anywhere in the fucking tips. I'm not going to mention the dog. Listen, what the fuck is a dog going to do? Uh, a pitch black attic. He was holding a camera, dumbass, with a giant fucking <laughs> bulb on it, you idiot. Uh, yeah, but and he it, hands the camera down to her before he actually goes to retrieve the photo. I think yeah, was it, the it's all point insulation. I mean, you know, you go to that direction. There's nothing in your way, and you just <laughs> fuck him and do nothing with the footage. Who the fuck are you going to show? What are you going to send it to TMZ? What are you going to do? Call the cops? What what are they supposed to do with that? Footage? I'm going to send that shit to Oprah. You send it to the fucking TV. demonologist. Right? Well, he's out of, he's like... out of country. Well, you, he's not there. You tried that. Fuck this guy. Rob, please also, do the right thing here. You're I'm laughing gonna leave the country it. and I'm gonna give that fucking Katie fucking four days to get the fuck out of my house before I get back. <laughs> so I'm You're do. laughing about it now, but trying to sell that footage is pretty much the premise of no. <laughs> like, right. It really is. But, but at that point, trying not to die is really the premise. <laughs> like you, you have other sh- you could that footage isn't going anywhere. All, I need yeah, to But live. all he has to do at any given time to not die is kick Katie out the fucking house. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. That demon might fucking share with him, man. He really pissed that thing off. He's real big on trying to get that sex. You know what I would have loved? If this had, if that had been the thing, if Mika had gotten her demon wound up, kicked her out of the house, she had died, and then Paranormal Activity 2 could have been an actual haunting movie where Katie comes back to haunt him for getting her ass killed no, by the demon. Oh, see, then you get carried <laughs> away. No, it's good and, the way it is. Also, we skimmed over this. At some point, they do turn off the camera, and then they turn it back on after they had sex, and he's like, that's illegal in <laughs> Kentucky or whatever. You know what that means? They did butt stuff. Yeah. Holy shit. Hold on. You can't do butt stuff. Yeah, butt stuff is illegal in Kentucky. Is it illegal in South Carolina? You figure that out? I don't know. I don't know what the fucking butt stuff laws are in South Carolina. Oh my God. I just figured out the liquor laws. Can't you imagine Rob at a job interview and they like call him and they're like, are you willing to move down to South Carolina? And he's like, listen, what are the butt stuff laws? Yeah, I should have asked. I should have asked. I didn't think so. I have to ask my boss. I might have to join a forum for this. I don't know. <laughs> Is there a butt stuff law? Forum? There might be. I'm there not going to read There has to be, all right? <laughs> Sodomy laws is somewhere like in Texas, Supreme yeah. Court in Lawrence. I, I got to read this later. I might have more uh, information next week. All right. But yeah, they definitely Thanks did butt up. stuff. Thanks for bringing up butt stuff, though. Appreciate that. <laughs> Good for them. I hope they got it on. They didn't get it on tape, though. <laughs> Would have made this. They did, but they deleted it. Before it could be. <laughs> well, I hope so. Rob. Again, again, make the tape if you want. Delete the tape and don't ever watch it. Yeah, this is a dangerous room I'm going to go down. Rob, imagine yeah. how bad butt stuff would look on camera. Oh, it looked terrible. It looked terrible. <laughs> you have to ease it in. Ow. And, yeah. you know, they're hitting it's, you. Like the whole thing. The whole thing. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, or a horrible idea. Uh, I don't know why I went there. Um, I don't know. Either. I don't know what we're doing. I'm gotcha. so drunk, guys. You got trivia, I, Rob. I apologize. Um, it's trivia, yeah. Budget on this film, we talked about it already. Estimated $15,000. Yeah. Uh, gross in the U.S. and Canada was $107.9 million. Uh, worldwide, $193.3 million. Minkia. A lot of Ow. money. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg convinced them to change the original ending. He thought it was too much of a bummer. Um, Spielberg was involved because somehow DreamWorks was involved in this film. I didn't quite understand all the stuff because it was like DreamWorks was involved, Paramount was involved, Jason Blum was involved. A lot of people were involved. I didn't quite understand it, but Spielberg convinced them to change the ending. A lot of people believed in that movie, man. Um, the actors were not given a script. They were just given guidelines on how to behave or what to discuss in their scenes. So there was no real script for paranormal activity. Uh, Paramount acquired the U.S. rights for $350,000. The film went on to make $193 million worldwide, making this Oof. the second most profitable movie ever based on return of investment. The first most profitable was the Blair Witch Project, which cost $22,000 million, or 22, 000, rather, to make and made $240.5 million. Uh, they filmed this in 10 days. Uh, the entire movie was filmed in Oren Pelly's house. Uh, DreamWorks wanted to ma uh, remake the movie with a bigger budget and a better-known cast, um, and then they were going to include the original film as an extra on the DVD, but that was nixed. Good. It wouldn't Which have been what it was. 
it's something that happens every now and then. Roger, um, Robert Rodriguez uh, actually had the opposite of this happen. He had made um, El Mariachi, I remember, and wanted to remake the movie with a bigger budget and a better cast when he sort of pitched it around a little bit. And the company that bought it was like, why don't we just release it like this? And so, he, <laughs> so they did. Um, yeah, kind of the opposite of what happened here. Katie, uh, Katie Featherstone and Micah Sloat uh, received $500 each for their performance. Um, however, bitch. due to the, to the success of the film, they were re they renegotiated the amount and were paid more. Good for them. Yeah. So they're smarter than their fictional counterparts. Yes. I, you know how pissed I would be if I was paid 500 bucks to film this movie? That's <laughs> why, that was like, all I got. When I work on indie stuff, I always take royalty deals and everyone's like, this is an indie project. It's not going to make anything. And it's like, it only takes one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. I've got it in writing. And it's, are... that's more than like the fi 50 bucks or whatever I would make in doing it on this budget. Yeah. There are a lot of people, you know, Betsy Palmer for the original Friday the 13th was offered a percentage of the profits and she turned it down for $10,000. Yeah, she would have made hundreds of millions had she kept the fucking yep. percentage. Wasn't there a Hitchcock thing you were telling me about too, Rob? It happens a lot. Yeah, probably. I mean, it it does happen a lot. Um, one day I'm gonna know, be really rich, guys. I'm yeah, going to Jeffrey Dahmer's house. It only takes <laughs> one to hit. It'll be the DoorDash Diaries. Yeah. You know? yeah well, probably not. But probably maybe. not because you won't let me write it. You won't draw no. Santa Jaws. No. <laughs> no. It will be fantabulous though. Fantabulous is going to be the one that hits everybody. Could be. I could bet. be. Yeah. Um. During the weekend of October 9th through the 11th, 2009, this reached number four at the U.S. box office while playing in only 160 theaters, the fewest That's number crazy. of theaters for a top five film since box office data was tracked in the 1980s. That's crazy, dude. How how long did it, that was its entire run? No, that was just the opening weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, hold it, on, because it eventually opened wider. Uh, what'd you say it was? What was uh, the hold, amount? Hold on, I'm really drunk. You're making me do numbers here. Um, you just it, said it, it. Made, it made the top four in the uh, U.S. box office and only played 160 theaters. Oh, it didn't give a top. Okay, yeah, it didn't okay. give it an amount. Wow, um, I want to see if Terrifier 2 beat that. Writer-director Oren Pelly said that uh, he was most fond of the original ending, but it didn't test well with audiences. So with the guidance of the studio, he was given extra budget to shoot another one, which he said that he, li he still likes the original ending and he fought for it, but he's okay with the theatrical ending. Okay. Um, Terrifier 2. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say Terrifier 2 also reached number four. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oren Pelly bought the original, uh, bought the Ouija board at his local Costco. Hmm. Uh, this one I found interesting. So producer Jason Blum was working at Miramax in the 1990s as a movie distributor. And he actually passed on the opportunity to acquire the Blair Witch Project. Um, um, but he produced his own low budget found footage film with paranormal activity and it paid off obviously for him. And he was able to use that money to found Blumhouse productions with the profits. Some bitch. Look yeah. at that. 
So how you hate on this movie and it brought you Blumhouse shame on L- you. Let me tell you something. I don't hate on this movie necessarily. I just I first of all I think Micah Mika gets a bad rap. Um <laughs> mostly due to people like Cat. And wow. two, the movie um is kind of boring. Okay. So you, you hate on it. <laughs> um talking we talked about the endings a little bit. Mm. Um there were four endings for the movie. Uh, in three of them, the camera stays in one place. Uh, the first, which is the original ending has Katie waking up, standing by the bed and then going downstairs. She calls out to Mika in, in a panic. Mika goes downstairs, downstairs screaming and worrying. And then we hear him freaking out and then quiet. Someone is going up the stairs. It's revealed to be Katie with a bloody shirt and a bloody knife in her hand. She sits by the bed, rocking back and forth for hours that go by quickly. Her friends come by to visit the house. We hear her downstairs, or her friend downstairs, freaking out that Mika is dead on the floor, and she leaves. The police arrive. They see the body go upstairs and find Katie, and then she snaps out and panics. Where is Mika? Police tell her to drop the knife that she's still holding. She doesn't, and they shoot her. That, that was so the original. Convoluted. That's it, I I remember I remember all these. That one was they looked really good. That was that was I like that. The Did second it? one is the theatrical ending, which is the one that I saw. That has Katie waking up and standing by the bed. The blanket pulls off Mika to the floor. Katie goes to stand and stare at him for about two hours. Then she goes down, screams. He goes down. She kills him. And then when she goes back up, she's holding Mika and throws him at the camera. The camera falls. Mika's on the ground. Katie goes down to the floor, looks at him, turns to the camera, and screams as her face becomes demonic for a second. Then the screen cuts to black. I liked it. That is the theatrical ending. That's the only one I've ever seen. That's the one I saw tonight. Um, The third, which is labeled the alternate ending, is similar to the original one up until Katie kills Mika downstairs. After that, she comes up all bloody, closes the door behind her, approaches the camera, and slices her own throat with a knife she killed Mika with. Okay, so that's the one that I saw on my DVD that I liked better. Okay. And then there was another ending planned where a possessed Katie corners Mika and bludgeons him to death with his camera while viewers would watch from the camera's point of view. The version was uh, of this ending, though, was complicated and brutal, and Warren Pelly actually decided never to shoot it. So I don't know if that would have been better or not. I mean, it's kind of poetic, I guess, and the fact that she kills him with the camera. I do kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, while, my, uh, while Mika and Katie are talking to the psychic Dr. Frederick, Fredericks, he mentioned the spirit feeds off of negative energy. Mm-hmm. Nika makes a comment and says, well, your mom shouldn't come over anymore in that case. That implies Julie is still alive visiting her daughter. However, in Paranormal Activity 3, Julie dies by Toby throwing her down the stairs while Katie is crying. Uh, therefore, it means Julie was never able to visit Katie in San Diego. Therefore, the chronology and mythology of the movies do not hold up. Therefore, this entire franchise is a fraud. 
Or I would not take anything Mika says that seriously. I think he's just an idiot. Or he's just a dick that has no problem making a joke about her mom. And apparently he's done it before and she didn't blink an eye. Nobody would make a joke about their significant other's dead mother. I mean, come on. He brought a Ouija board into the house in the middle of the He's not going to make a joke about her dead mom. He's trying to make a sex tape. You don't do that. That's not sex tape worthy. I think that joke might piss her off just as much as bringing that Ouija board in the house did. Yeah, yeah. it proves to me the entire thing's a fraud and was not planned out. Look, I, I, hey, I'd be, I would have been all for if they just, if they ended the movie with her slitting her throat, that would have been dope as shit and just start Paranormal Activity 2 with a new fucking family. Or, or, uh, hear me out here. Never make paranormal activity three, two and, or three or four or five. And or... you say you don't hate on it. Well, I'm not hating. You say it shouldn't have existed at all. I'm not hating. One of the most profitable, the second most profitable movie of all time shouldn't have shouldn't have been. Wow, shame on you. You done? I'm done. That's I'm glad you waited to the end for that. Good for you. I held off till the to prove that the entire franchise is a fraud until the end. It's not a fraud. Uh, all right, let's get into port noise. This is probably gonna piss me off. Yeah. Uh, Rob, do you want to go first? What do you want to do? I don't think I'm mine's a- gonna be as bad as you think it is. I'm afraid that Rob's is gonna make mine look worse. Um, I feel like. Well, <laughs> uh, once again, I will. Uh, first of all, I do want to say, and we never really mentioned this because I I talked a lot about sex tape, and that was pretty much it <laughs> because I'm drunk. Um, I do want to say that they did um, one thing extremely effective in this movie. Um, and that was her staring at him in bed was extremely creepy. That was yes. very well done. That that was very creepy. I do. I just wanted to point that out because I've been talking a lot about sex tape. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so drunk. Um, I The, the movie... There's not a lot, a whole lot that fucking happens in this movie. Honestly, it's, it's, I, I found it a little boring. Um, but I do think that the characters are pretty solid. Like, I think they're well created, well imagined characters. Um, and I think that we get a sense of their relationship, a pretty solid sense of their relationship. Um, throughout the movie, which is something that a lot of found footage movies struggle with. Overall, it's not terrible. I give it a 5.9. Oh, boy. Wow! Oh! Good for you, man. Good for yeah, you. I, it's wow! Not, like, it, I would have liked... Here's the thing about the movie. I would have liked it if more would have happened on screen. Which in the, the later movies, more did. But uh, it's not a terrible movie for what it is, especially yes. considering the restraints that they made it under. Yes. So I give it a 5.9. Yes. Okay. Kat, go ahead and piss me off. I really don't want to. Here's the thing, is that I feel like I've come out of this experience with a deeper appreciation for paranormal activity. Um, a better understanding of the elements that were good and the elements that were bad. I, I feel like I've done well up until the Portnoy, and I really don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> Especially I, after Rob went, huh? 
especially after Rob went, I knew I should have gone first, but there is just no way I was going to get out of this. I, it does, I, I understand what Paranormal Activity fans like about Paranormal Activity more, but it was not a movie for me. It committed my two biggest movie sins. It did not live up to its potential, and I wanted to see the characters die. <laughs> uh, like, they annoyed me. I don't like the experience of watching this one, because I'm both bored and annoyed. I... I'm giving it a 3.7. Whoa, God. I'm sorry. I It's not for me. And I, I again, Holy shit. I have a deeper appreciation for the elements that work. I have a deeper respect for the people that like it, <laughs> but I'm not one of those people. Rob, <laughs> what, really? After years of Rob giving me shit over this movie, he does the right thing and gives it a decent score. And his cat way lower. What'd she oh give it? A 3.7. Wow. All right, Kat. Cool wow. You. I'm disappointed in you, Kat. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> wow. Right, yeah, I, I wasn't actually, expecting that. I know. Uh, the Holy thing is, shit. is that I was, um, I was going to give it. I actually had written down, uh, three point eight, but I liked it less <laughs> than some of the movies that were at a three point eight when I was actually looking over the Portnoy sheet. Son of a bitch. Uh, so I bumped it down a, a point one. Though on record, this is point one higher than you gave to Cube. So I feel like maybe we're even, and I can let Son that of go. A bitch. <laughs> This is one point higher, you said? Yeah, I actually gave Paranormal uh, Activity higher than you gave Cube. I gave, yeah, because you're a dick, Mikey. I gave Cube too high of a score. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Wow, you really did hurt, hit me in the heart. I on know. This one. I, Holy shit. I didn't want to do it, but that's it's as high I, as I can justify. In a what way, I, I love is it. that the entire time Mikey thought it was going to be me and it wasn't. It was oh, I would have <laughs> absolutely. I, I didn't think Kat was going to get to a 5.9. I, I can't believe you got there. But I, I didn't. I thought Rob would have been lower than 3.7. I went wow. in honestly thinking I would get higher with it, but I just... This is the shock of the year. For the next year's slashies, this one right here. This is a shock of the year if I had an award. Holy shit. All right. Um, my brain Wait needs until to we reset. do Paranormal Activity 2 with a haunted pool cleaner. <laughs> See, and that... Okay, let me start by saying that, then, my little spiel. <laughs> Look, I... I, I get it. Not a... I, I, Rob says, oh, nothing happens. Okay, I understand. Not a ton happens, but you know, I can go on with the shtick about what they had and what they pulled off. Okay, whatever. But at the end, like, I, when we were doing this, I said this going in, we have to start with one because Kat hasn't seen the other ones. Uh, <laughs> so we really had no choice. This one I knew wasn't going to be the one to win you over. I'm yeah. glad it's the one that made you understand, Kat, because st I'm still holding out fucking hope, although it, the flame is diminished a little bit and i will go in saying like I, I will try to give the other ones a shot also i tried really right. hard today and i it's and not I appreciate for me. it i appreciate it you did you gave me your word and you kept to it and as this kind of pissing me off a little bit 
Why? Because <laughs> you're like, oh, I appreciate that you gave it a shot, cat. You just didn't like it. If that was me, you would be raking me over the fucking coals right if now. If that was you, I'd be thankful you gave it a fucking 3.7, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I didn't expect this from Cat. But anyway, she gave me a word. She did what she had to do. I understand. Um, but I, I'm still holding out hope. I think the other ones are going to, they're a lot more happens. They had a lot more money. It's unfair. I get it. it. But I'm giving this movie a 7.8. Did you say 7.8? Yeah, man. I'm giving you a candy bar. <laughs> you can't give me a candy bar. Look, man. That's actually not as high as I thought you were going to go to be. Or not not as low. What? I'm drunk. <laughs> you were not I'm real, I've, I've been real drunk this whole episode, and I've been trying to keep it together, and I fear I have not been succeeding. You haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's you. been a real fucking shit show. Yeah, next week's going to be another one of the episodes. We start with an apology from Rob. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> once I hear this back, it'll be like, oh, shit. Um. All right. So, I did I mention the sex also, tape? <laughs> yeah. Uh, three point seven is up because my if I was thinking about Portnoy is going in, so I had like a line of comparison, yeah. and it it has gone considerably up because again, this was the only movie I've ever walked out of a theater from. So Fair. we we had a pretty low baseline. It's it's jumped like a whole one point seven in my esteem today. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. So, yeah, that's I was flirting with a 7.7 with it. I think I'm going to stay at 7.8. This is an influential movie, man. It hit home. It seemed real. It felt real. This, this, another thing we didn't talk about is the closest thing and probably the last thing of the nature of Blair Witch will ever have. Like, there, it wasn't like Blair Witch where, you know, half the world was divided on if this was real or not. Like, most people knew it wasn't real, but there were a few people that like, you know, mostly younger teenagers who dug in the, the internet and all that stuff that was out there for Blair Witch too. You know, it, dude, to recapture that shit in the time it did, the impact that it had, and I get some of that was marketing, but the movie had to pull off being able to make you believe it. And it we did. called those stupid people. You cut out, but did you say stupid people? Stupid people, yeah. Okay, but be that as it may, like it was able to do it, and the movie backed it up. Jesus Christ, a three point seven! My God! All right. Sure. Well, yeah, for we the are. record, I did not give this one the lowest port noise. So I thank you, Rob. You deserve a thank you too. I, See, you I told right you I was going to go into this with an open mind, and I was going to do it the <laughs> right way. I, you, I, I don't believe you did that. You knew you weren't going to like it, but you know what? You did keep to that in a way. You were fair, man. You gave mm -hmm. it. You know, you and you, most of my 5.9 is Mika being the hero of the film. Oh my god, <laughs> he's trying to take it away already. Yes, boyfriend of the year. Mm. Well, we did you it. You know what? I think that's acceptable though, because if Rob ever is looking for a boyfriend, he can date Mika. <laughs> I would date Mika because they deserve each other. <laughs> he and I would be on the same page about shit. And Rob would let him make the sex tape, he just wouldn't want to watch it with him. And goddamn right. And they're right. I don't know if butt stuff is legal here in South Carolina or not, but we'll get down to it, Mika. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I wonder if there's a butt stuff form. Gotta be, right? I don't know. All right. Oh, I'm uh, sure, right? <laughs> it was nice to sit and talk about a movie again, guys. I liked it. It was. Even though, you know, 
the circumstances. Well, don't get used to it because we got murder madness for the Lord Humphrey Cup coming up. Maybe. <sighs> we do. Um, we have, we got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. But the Lord Humphrey, the, it's not the Lord Humphrey Cup. God damn the it. The Lord Humphrey Cup, yeah. No, the, the murder madness is probably going to look into the Lord Humphrey Cup. God damn it. Um, the the goddamn you! I'm trying to stop. (laughs) Murder Madness is probably going to leak into um uh April because next week we have Cats payment of a shark. Next week is Shark shark movie. We're watching Trailer Park Shark. Then we have a Patreon pick, and then Murder Madness. Is it for sure Trailer Park Shark? Oh yeah, I said last. That's Trailer Park Shark. Okay, goddamn it! Just just double checking. I got no problems with Trailer Park Shark. She said, "Oh, probably gonna be better than this fucking thing." You just gave it a five point six. I gave it a five point nine, and I bet Trailer Park Shark is at least a seven point five. It's gotta be right. It's called Trailer Park Shark. It's got Tara Reid in it. All right. I mean, come on. They're two very different terrorists. Yeah. So we got that lined up. Uh, stick around for all that. Uh, keep up with everything at Slasher Radio on Twitter and SlasherRadio.com as all of our articles, episodes, interviews. And you can find me at Mikey's Dead. Rob, where are they finding you? Um, should I apologize now or should I wait until I hear the episode to apologize for how drunk I am? You don't want to wait. All right, I'll wait. Um, <laughs> but probably next week I'll, I'll apologize. So I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Radio Rob123. You can uh, listen to the other show that I do with Kat. I eventually, we'll make a new episode yeah. it's called This Horror Life. And you can find that wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. What the fuck, guys? I Listen, I... It's been a tough week for everybody. So there's been like a whole thing going on. It's it's a thing. All right. Well, I want my episode. We'll get one eventually. I it's you'll get one eventually, and it's gonna be a banger because we're talking about skin of a rink. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That might be where Kat and I officially break up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to relay messages more often on the yep. over here. All right. I'm waiting. I was checking the other day. I was like, what the fuck? It's coming, dude. Just this whole thing. Do I have to send Greg back over there? No. God, no. <laughs> that's not going to help. Yeah, that's uh, only going to complicate things, I think. Could be the mic of this our life. <laughs> I'm not making a sex tape with Greg. Why not? <laughs> Cat, where are they finding you? God, there'd be a lot of hair. Oh, it'd be all over the place. You can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvelour.com. It looked like somebody shaved a dog, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Good night. What the fuck was that? Oh, you fucking said it. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.